it's time for Sales with Sully. Your host, Scott Sullivan, brings his 30 years of sales and marketing experience to you, the sales professional, addressing your questions from Twitter to help you be better at reaching your goals. This is a weekly show that happens right here on InspiredNewsRadio.com. And now your host, Scott Sullivan. Well, it's a great day right here at Inspired News Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sales with Sully. I am your host, your guide, your Sherpa, if you will, for the next 30 minutes or so, and we're going to be talking about some of the things that you put out on social media this week, some of the conversations and some of the things that we talked about, and this week we're going to be talking about NLP, yes, Neuro Linguistic programming nlp and how did this conversation get started well it's real simple uh out on social media this week somebody posted uh whether or not nlp was an actual science or kind of was just asking the question what's it used for and how does it help in in sales and some of the things so i had heard kind of tangentially what neuro-linguistic programming was, but I didn't really know the details, so I had to do some some digging, and there were a lot of back and forths this week on social media talking about NLP. So here's what I found out. In the 1970s, a guy by the name of Richard Bandler and John Grinder uh, here in California, they came up with this um, neurological process, if you will. That's where the name neuro comes in. And this process used language and behavioral patterns that they could interview and talk to people through language to figure out people's biases. So if you were you know, leaning towards the environment or you were uh, leaning towards, uh, you know, some some political or economic or whichever direction that you had through these through this talk therapy and through the the using language, supposedly they could come up with, you know, ideas and I know I'm way oversimplifying this, and I'm going to get a lot of people that are going to write in after they listen to this episode. But the gist of it is, is that they would they figured out that if you looked in the mirror every morning, basically, and told yourself something positive or something that you wanted to change, or you brought it up to the top of your mind and you verbalized it, that eventually those changes would start to take take root and it's not hypnotherapy that's they made it very clear that it's not hypnotherapy but it's it's a language process and they they worked on it for years and years and years and then finally you know and again i know i'm gonna i'm <laughs> there's gonna be more people mad than the, than are happy that we're talking about this but it came it became almost like a cult following because in the in the 70s 80s and 90s all of a sudden nlp was attributed to you know growing hair and securing cancer now of course i'm being tongue-in-cheek i'm just I, i'm just playing but it became this you know this underlying science or pseudoscience that could make people you could you could persuade people and in yourself included you could persuade people into changing the way they think because once you identified their biases or which way they uh, were leaning towards a certain subject you could then use language that triggered them to think about it in a different way now 
you know, has it been used in sales for years and years? It has. And, you know, we've touched on it in some of my sales trainings over the years. People have talked about it as a, a, a tool that we can use for persuasion by actually listening. And that's where the open-ended questions and active listening and all those things that we've talked about in the past, those are the things that come out when you start talking about NLP. Now, there are tons and tons of people in the United States and in Europe, but a lot of people in the United States that have become certified uh, for teaching and coaching and using NLP. And there are seminars all the time, and a lot of them are based on, you know, sales, you know, types of things. So they could say, we're going to put it in, you know, we're going to teach you how to be more persuasive. We're going to teach you how... um, how to do better negotiation we're going to teach you how to be better management we're going to uh we're going to teach you how to overcome your fear of public speaking we're going to you know these types of things and they're all basing that on nlp because in their in their realm then the nlp has a therapeutic use for not only expanding your own horizons but also being able to use it to you know help your career and 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 move forward so there's been a lot of different uh you know psychologists and psychiatrists and people in the in the mental health field that have come along and you know globbed on to nlp and used it with uh in different types of therapy so they call it one of the things that came out of it was something called a solution focused therapy where you concentrate on what is the solution and you you interview and talk to the the patient or the client until you get enough information from them by listening to their words and the way that they they have a bias so for like instance here's a here's a quote from um, one of uh, grinders books early on he talks about picking up on key words like uh, I see your point so if you if you hear the word I see your point from the from the client, that could mean that they're a visual learner that they're they are conscious or subconsciously aware that they they need to visualize something. And if you have people that say I hear you, I, you know I hear you, I hear that, or that could also then mean the same thing, and that is that they're you know leaning towards the bias of of an auditory. So they're they're more of you know instead of showing me how to do it you know talk to me and teach me how to do it so these are the things that you know kind of came out through all of the years and and you can go and do a ton of your own research but what i wanted to focus on today was some of the questions that came out during um during the social media banter back and forth and that is you know does nlp actually work uh have i seen it actually you know work in my own sales career and the answer is yes i think there are uh, but i think there are nuances to it so i want to use nlp as the as the core talking about what we're doing today in this episode but i also want to talk about some of the the areas around the nlp so learning neuro linguistic programming is nothing you know to sneeze at you should if you feel 
you know confident and you feel uh, compelled, you should take a class. You should go, you know, do one of the weekend seminars, learn more about it, get it, dig into your own, uh, you know, to in, do your own research and dig into it and, and figure it out for yourself. But what I think you'll find is is that by using, like, here's an example: when I use your name. And when I'm talking to you, you know, hi, Mr. Smith, how are you doing today? Uh, Can I call you Ken? Sure. Okay. Hi, Ken. Thank you. I appreciate that. And then during the course of my sales presentation, I'll drop in your name like, you know, Ken, this really is an important part of this, whatever it happens to be in my sales presentation. That becomes kind of a parallel to NLP because what I'm doing is, is I'm using language that is addressing you know the ego side of the client i'm using their name i'm letting them know subconsciously through nlp is that i know who you are i value your opinion i'm i've got your best interest at heart and i'm actually building trust with you simply by using your name and i'm not saying over and over and over again i'm saying when you drop it in every once in a while that becomes in my in my opinion now again this is i'm not a scientist i'm a sales guy but it, that becomes part of what you learn in nlp and how to use it to to plug into the right language and then i think also you'll find that if you take one of these classes or if you do some some studying about it you'll also find out that there are things like active listening paying attention to what the customer says and not just the content of what they say but the words they choose to to communicate that to you so if you have someone that is using a series of of particular phrases or particular uh, things that he or she is using to communicate information to you, then that starts to give you a uh, an understanding of of where they are. Maybe it's geographic because of an accent. Maybe it's the word, the choice of words. So if you've ever talked to somebody, you know, from England or from um, Northern Europe, and they'll say, or Australia, one of the English colonies, they may say mate instead of friend, or or they'll say, you know, some of the local words. Those those are things that you can pick up on that you can then emulate back to them to let them know to build that trust or those things um, that come out. So there was a lot of conversation uh, you know, on social media this week, which is how we build our shows for Sales with Sully, is we listen to the comments and the things that you say, and we bring those out, and we try and do some additional research, and we, we try and bring some maybe a different perspective on it, right? So again i want to i want to concentrate on for this you know how it fits into the sales model and it could also be negotiating you know uh, maybe a final price if you're hearing the certain phraseology if you're hearing certain words that are coming out as you know a type of negotiation so one of the things that I learned very early on is one of the closing techniques that I use is I say, that'll work for you, won't it? Because what 
what I'm doing is it's it's actually a form of assuming the sale by saying, you know, do you want that in red or blue, or what day is best for delivery? Can I bring it over on Tuesday? You know, those are assumptions of the we're, we're assuming that you're going to buy. We're we've already made the assumption that we've done our job. We've given you a sales presentation. We've persuaded you that this is the best product at the best price for the best value, and now you know we're just making the assumption. So under that same guise you know we use the phrase well that'll work for you won't it and it's a very colloquial kind of casual feel but it has a specific meaning because i know that'll work for you won't it because i'm making the assumption that it will work into your life whatever it happens to be it's like when you know we have these also we have these trigger words that are also you know, NLP type of things, like when we hear, you know, uh, for a limited time or if you sign today, and those those become, you know, trigger words that are also touching into that, that underlying subconscious. Even if the person agrees with what you're saying, there can be this subconscious uh, trigger that you're, because they carry with them a lifetime of experience, and maybe that would trigger a time or a place when they didn't get the best. Um, so, so part of this is, you know, it's a. For instance, I'll use another example. When you're talking about a sales presentation, it's hard to you know hand somebody a you know let's say you're selling a refrigerator and you're you're you don't have that particular model on the floor or they're trying to buy it out of a catalog or online or you're trying to sell something that you can't demonstrate and they can't touch it and and have that tactile feel of it so you have to you know tap into that subconscious and that vision and you need to say things like you know how does that make you feel and what can't you visualize this you know gorgeous piece of equipment in your in your shop or you know whatever it happens to be you can use those types of words to help craft the description because they become very you know i know those words are subjective right but there's an entire um, there's an entire part of NLP that says, uh, according to my research and the stuff that I've read, is that NLP is looking for that, how do I feel? How do I, uh, what was the smell? What, what, were you, what were you experiencing during the course of, of that moment? Think of your you know, favorite vacation that you've ever taken. Okay, tell me where where are you? I'm on the beach. What did it feel like under your feet? Were you barefooted? Was the sand hot? Was the sun shining on your face? What did it smell like? Did you smell the ocean? Was there, had you put on, you know, sunscreen and you smelt coconut? You know, all of those things bring up all of this imagery and you start to find out if the person is visual or hearing, you know, if they're biased towards visual or auditory, you can then have them close their eyes and visualize it because they they need to see it. Or you can start asking questions like, you know, did you hear the ocean as the waves were crashing? Were there birds singing in the background? Did you hear a seagull? Uh, was it quiet or was it loud? Was the wind blowing? You know, all of those different types of things that you can, you know, you can plug into while you're trying to have that 
you know, sales presentation, and those are the things that you can do to stimulate. But you have to understand, have a little bit base understanding of NLP. So when I was you know, on social media this week talking about NLP and spending a lot of time uh, with all of the folks that were there were there were, you know, people that said, oh, gosh, I, I use it every day. And I, I I pick my words. I'm very conscious about how uh, how my word I use my words. And there were some people that say it just becomes second nature and you you can pick up on it. And then there were other people that were on the far other end of the spectrum that say, you know, it's complete you know pseudoscience it's not real it's not it's not something that you can actually put your finger on and they and there's some claim to that because there there also hasn't been a lot of uh you know double blind studies or whatever i don't know what the the exact term is but there hasn't been a lot of scrutiny and evaluation from peers uh over the years even since the 70s they've talked about it and they've done some things on it but there hasn't been this you know this class action where they've taken you know Bandler and Grinder and they've actually you know pulled that information out and they've actually done laboratory experiments to actually be able to validate the data that they have put in some of their books. So again, it, it's sort of uh, what do I want to say? It's I, I don't want to compare it to religion because that's but I'm it, it's a personal belief system. You either believe it or you don't. So you either um, you either buy into the pseudoscience around it and you go, that makes perfect sense to me. I understand it and I think that it, it could have some validity. Or you just debunk the whole thing in your mind and say, there's no way, there's this doesn't work. It's just a, a bunch of hoo-ha, right? And it's just not going to happen. So I'm not trying to convert you, and I'm not trying to make you lean either way. I guess what I'm trying to talk about tonight on this particular episode is, is that that at the end of the day, I think with all of the conversations and all of the text messages and the groups that we had and the people that we talked to on Facebook and in Facebook groups, that I think what we what we realized is the common denominator is that words are powerful. And the words and the language that we use and how we actually convey that information. Now, of course, truthfulness, integrity, all of these great words that go along with this, right, have to be. Um, so you can have all the right words, but have delivered the wrong message, or you could deliver the right message with all the wrong words, and it still doesn't come out as well, right? So all I'm trying to, I guess, trying to get to is, is that the words we use are powerful. And there was an old saying my grandmother used to say is that uh, she would, if I used a profane word or I said something, you know, which we probably all have at one time or another, she used to say to me, Scott, profanity is the strongest expression of a weak vocabulary because she just had a hard time with with profanity so it was always that strongest expression of a weak vocabulary so i use that by saying it's you know we we have to think about the words that we're using what is the message that we're trying to convey and what are the things not only the content of what we're trying to say, but how are we saying it? And if you go back in history and you look at some of 
you know, the most famous speeches, some of the most famous documents, more, you know, we the people in order to form a more perfect union. I mean, those kind of words where you labor over, you know, one or two words in a sentence, you know, four score and seven years ago, our forefathers brought forth to this continent a new nation. You know, uh, I shall overcome, you know, I believe all of those you know, famous orators and famous speechwriters that have used those most powerful words to paint a picture visually in our minds by using the words. That are, those are all examples of of using neuro linguistic programming in a in a way to. You know, you think back for that for those of us that are of a certain age, and you think back in the you know, early 60s when John F. Kennedy was standing at the podium and he says, you know, we're going to the moon. We're going to put a man on the moon and we're going to return them home safely and we're going to do it in this decade. And we're not going to do it because it's easy. We're going to do it because it's hard. You know, we're going to endeavor, words like endeavor and these powerful words that were, you know, put on paper by a speechwriter and then immortalized when spoken to a large group of people. Those are the kind of things that that I wanted to talk about. In this episode, because although they have roots in NLP, you can find NLP and you can talk about how the language matters and you can talk about how when people talk, they give away who they are. They, If you listen closely enough, you can find out who people are by the way they are talking to you, not just by the information that they're saying but in the words they choose and the places they choose to pause and the words they don't say and the words they do say so you know the there's also in um Bandler's book when Bandler and Grinder wrote a couple of books when they first started this in the 70s and the early 80s one of the things that they they said was People could use NLP, especially like politicians, to be artfully vague. Artfully vague is a phrase that they coined that said, if you use NLP, you don't have to say everything because you can convey the message, the feeling, the emotion without saying specific words. I don't have to say the words, I love you. I can talk and tell you in a way and use other words and it actually, the same exact feeling will come across and I don't have to say the words, I love you. And I'm not saying that to, you know, so that you don't have to tell your girlfriend or your boyfriend that you love them. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying is that that if you become a student of NLP, if you start to understand the methodology, if you start to listen closely to the people around you and the things that they're saying and how they're saying them, it will change, it will literally change who you are, and it will also change how you feel about that particular person. Your feelings, your emotions, your uh, belief system will change if you start to pay very close attention. We all have that friend right now that 
Okay, we all have thinking words. Mine, I think, is so. And I say so a lot, especially on the air. When I'm trying to gather my thoughts for the next phrase or sentence, sometimes I will say so. Or I will say, some people say uh, like, 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 like. And you, we all have those friends that stick that word in and they do it a hundred times you know, in a conversation and it drives you crazy. Or you have that friend that says, um, you know what I mean? 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 <laughs> so, and they'll do it over and over and over again. And they're doing it out of habit, not out of choice of words. They didn't choose to say that. They did it because it was a habit, and that gives them the split second that they need for their, you know, synapses to fire so they can tell you what, you know, think about what they were going to say uh, in the next sentence and have it all uh, lined out. So, Pay see there I am so so pay attention to who the people when you're having a conversation your your homework this week is to pay very close attention not only to what people are saying but how they're saying it and the reason why I want you to do that is because then I want you to go back and I want you to actually find some additional information about NLP. Of course, you can find it anywhere on the web. You can go to a you know, 100 different sales classes, coaching. You could be a, a licensed NLP therapist if you actually want to do that. But do some research on your own. And I would suggest if you, you know, want to get a couple of books and and read about it then you could go back and get you know bandler and grinders books um from the 70s and 80s and understand a little bit about you know who they are and and what they did and and where their scientific evidence that was supporting this you know came from in their in their thought process so you know read they have you know version or uh version one not version one they have uh book one and book two um on nlp and you can you know read it for yourself and uh, and believe it or not you know pull up make your own decision because the words that are spoken are really powerful and really uh important ad agencies have been studying this for well, 100 years. I mean, they've, they say words and they, they do things that create persuasion and create people to buy uh, a product. Um, the term magic has been used for a variety of different, you know, different people have coined, uh, you know, NLP as magic. So there was a book in 1975, The Structure of Magic. So that was a that's a great book that you should you know grab a hold of. And I don't even know if it's still in print. You might be able to get it at the library, and you know get a take a look at it or do some some research and understand a little bit more about NLP. I hope that you will continue this conversation. I hope that what we'll do is out on social media, let's throw some more you know hashtag NLP. NLP this week and let's get people together and let's start having some more conversation about it. Is it is it something that you, you know, can sign up for and you think it's a great idea? There are some sales techniques that I have embraced over the years that I think have their roots in NLP and I'm, you know, very comfortable with that. They work very well. They do have a persuasive type of feel to them. I don't 
I, I come very short of calling it manipulation because I don't believe that it is. I believe if you present your product or your service and yourself in the right light with the right value proposition, I think that's what we call sales, right? <laughs> so I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Sales with Sully. I want to say from the bottom of my heart, you know, I couldn't do what what I do without you, the listener. So every single week, I ask you, you know, th- I thank you and I ask you to go to the bottom of the page right now wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe subscribe to sales with sully go to inspirednewsradio.com tell us what you think get on social media at sales with sully on all the social media platforms of course i'm on facebook of course i'm on linkedin of course i'm on instagram and and twitter so just get on all the social medias at sales with sully Give me your comments. Tell me you love it, you hate it. I don't care whether we spur conversation because that's how I build my shows every single week for you. So until next week, go out and sell something. You've been listening to Sales with Sully on InspiredNewsRadio.com. We take your sales and marketing questions each week on Twitter at Sales with Sully, hashtag INR, and like us on Facebook. On behalf of your host, Scott Sullivan, and the entire Sales with Sully team, Thanks for listening and see you next week.